In this episode of the Slaying Your Lane Marketing Podcast, we are going to be talking about what a media kit is and why you need one if you want to become an influencer. In fact, you don't even really need this if you want to become an influencer. You need it if you want to monetize your podcast, your YouTube channel, any brand deals, any sponsorships, anything like that, even if you're not directly an influencer, you will need a media kit. So a media kit is basically this PDF file showing all of your analytics across all of your platforms, and it goes into immense detail. So if you have a podcast, well, on that media kit, you are going to show the location, the gender, the interests, the everything you could possibly know about your listeners and subscribers. You would do the same thing for each and every platform, whether that is Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok. You would run your analytics for your locations, their interests, their genders, their ages, everything you could possibly think of or as much detail as you possibly can and you would put it in one pdf also in that pdf you would include things about yourself you would put a summary you would show pictures you would put the links not necessarily the links but the username to each and every social media platform and the different areas of the media kit are the different social media platforms and in addition to that you would put your rates for each post or podcast or YouTube plug that you would do for this particular brand. And you would send this to a brand when you pitch them. So you would obviously send an individual pitch to each and every brand that you would want to work with. Other times, brands will reach out to you and just straight up ask for a media kit. So to have it done and just on hand on your computer is super handy. It's kind of like a resume. You just kind of want it there and you can go back and change it at any time. Of course, your goal is to always increase your followers and increase your subscribers and your audience because then your sponsorships will also increase monetarily. When I first made my media kit, the first thing I wanted to know is what they were supposed to look like. Were they supposed to look like a resume? And I can tell you right now, absolutely not. If anything, they look like a modeling or a actor comp card, if you know what those look like. They are very brand specific. The colors should flow from your Instagram to your YouTube. Whatever you use for your filter or your preset on your Instagram, or your story highlights, or your thumbnail on YouTube, or your podcast cover. It should all flow, and those colors should also match the colors on your media kit. The goal of the media kit is to make it easy for both parties. You, as the influencer, or maybe you just want a sponsorship, and you're not an influencer directly, because some people are kind of funny about being called influencers. Maybe you just want to monetize whatever social platform you have. It makes it easy because they can see your rates directly, especially if you have rates like $25 per 1,000 views on YouTube, because then you can grow that rate as you grow your YouTube channel, so it grows with you, so it's not necessarily a set rate. So I do recommend those types of rates when you are first starting because then the brands will want to work with you in the future and they know your rates and you can increase those rates later on. So there's more wiggle room with making more money with brands 
if you do a rate fee rather than a flat fee when you are first starting doing uh, media kits and brand deals and things like that. To get a better idea of what a media kit's supposed to look like, I would recommend going to a blogger, a big blogger that you maybe follow on Instagram. Usually they have a website and on their website, on a very kind of obscure part after you get past like their services and their blog posts, they usually almost always have their media kits on their website, but it's usually like the last tab on their website when you are going through the sidebars. And on that, you can see the layout. You will see that most of the time they are very aesthetic. The reason is Instagram is very aesthetic, social media is very aesthetic. They want to make sure that you can create quality content. As a result, some of these media kits and PDFs are higher quality to the point that they almost look like ebooks. This brings us to the next problem. Well, how do you create a media kit if you don't really have graphic design experience and you want it to match your preset? Well, the first thing I would do is I would go to Canva Color Palette, which is free. You can find it on a link on just a quick Google search and upload a picture that you use for either a YouTube thumbnail or maybe a preset on your Instagram through Lightroom or just an Instagram filter, whatever your brand colors are. Automatically, all you have to do is drag and drop on your computer. The color Canva palette will generate five colors. These colors will be your brand colors and you can put it in a few times to get a better idea. I would recommend putting maybe two or three pictures in there to see what your brand colors are. If you do have a strong brand, the same colors will keep popping up when you throw it into the color palette generator. And this will bring out a number and a letter. What this does is if you copy and paste all those numbers and letters, so there's five each time it's generated through the palette. So if you do it more than twice, two or three times, you would get 10 or 15 colors. Some of those colors would repeat because, you know, if you have a strong brand, you will see the same colors. So I would put all those into maybe a Google Doc, that's what I usually use, and then copy and paste them into Canva. So if you don't have a Canva account right now, I would recommend it. It's a great free graphic designer tool. I use it for all of my templates, all of my infographics. I highly recommend using Canva if you haven't already. It's very easy, very drag and drop. When you add any element, any shape, any font to Canva, it will have the colors generated. Well, you can hit the color wheel and you can paste that number and letter into the color wheel and it will generate the exact color to match your brand. So right there, you already have a media kit that's going to match your Instagram feed or your YouTube playlists. The great thing about Canva is you can type in a template that you want to see and it will generate it for you. So it does have media kits already on Canva that you can just look up and see and drag and drop your own colors and your own images and you will already have a two-page PDF for your media kit that looks incredibly professional. The problem I have with the Canva templates is that they're only two pages which seems like a lot when you're thinking about things that are similar to comp cards or resumes, but with media kits, you can be a little bit longer in what you propose and all your analytics because they want it to be detailed. They still want it to be a snapshot, but when you are dealing with brand deals, they need the analytics. So the more detailed you are in the analytics, the better it is for them. Obviously, don't put some obscure analytics. Put the major analytics. So for me, it would be my primary audience is 80% female on Instagram between the ages of 18 and 35 and out of that 90% live in the United States. 
those are my analytics. And then from there, I would put the number of likes and comments and saves and shares I get per post and per story. Out of that, they would have all the analytics that they would need. So anything more than that is probably a little bit overkill. You could put maybe three top interests that they have and including your summary, but they should already know that from your summary because if you are a brand, it will show through your summary what your followers' interests are because they already follow you, so they must have some interest in you. I would say the majority of media kits are between two to six pages tops. So the more social media platforms that you have that are major, the more pages you should have just because social media platforms do take up a little bit of space, especially when you are breaking down the analytics for each social media platform. But if you're only really big on two or three platforms, I would only put two or three platforms then I would only include those and I would kind of exclude any other platform that you are on because that's pretty unnecessary to even put it on a media kit. They only really need the basics. They need to see pictures of you, what you look like, just like you would in the modeling world. They need to see a summary. They need to know, you know, your height, your weight in case they do send you clothes. So again, it's just easy to drag and drop a file to these brands if they ask or if you want to send them things. So they need to know these things about you. That way they can send the proper products to you. So to have it all in one place is the goal. You want to make it easy for them to see all your analytics, see your rates, know your size, and know everything they need to know about hiring you as their influencer before you even sign on. So they really just need to know a snapshot of you because it makes their jobs easier. Most companies have a quota of influencers that they need to find for a quarter. So if you can send them your media kit and they have it on file and they can see all your analytics, they don't have to go searching for influencers for the next quarter. It's going to make their lives so much easier and they will reach out to you because it's easy for them. They don't have to do a lot of work, especially if you are already on their server or you're already in their mind to hire out for influencers. Even though it does help you, it's more about the companies. It's making the company's lives easier and as a result, if you make their lives easier, then they'll want to work with you. The easier, the better. And to have it on file is super easy for you because then you don't have to worry about it. So if you do have a media kit and you do have a website, I highly suggest that you have your media kit public on your website. I know a lot of people don't really want that to be public or to see their rates, you can even put on your media kit, please email me for my rates if you don't feel comfortable. But for the most part, I feel like it's okay to put your rates out there. And you can also see with some of the other media kits, if you look at the bloggers or you follow a lot of Instagrammers and you have a similar style to them, a similar following, you can see what they have for rates. And that can actually help you too because you'll know how to price your audience. It does differ from audience to audience. So you're also including your likes, your comments, your DMs, your clicks to your links, which you can see if you have a business account on Instagram. So all of those factors are included included in the media kit. So try to find someone who looks or appears to have a similar style and a similar following and similar analytics as you 
find their website, find their media kit, and then you'll have a price point to base your rates on. It does take a little bit of research, probably takes like an hour, but I guarantee you once you have, you know the rates and you know what you want for your rates, it's going to make the automation of getting brand deals and sponsorships a whole lot easier and you'll have a price point that you know that you're not just making up a random number that brands are asking you when they ask for your prices and for your services. The simpler, the better when it comes to media kits. You want to make it readable. You don't want to throw in a bunch of fancy graphics to show your creativity as an influencer. You can do that through your images, which you place on your media kit. So for the most part, use a plain font. Don't go crazy with the colors. Stick to your brand. Make it simplistic and get the point across. You don't want something that's crazy because they're already looking at all these numbers. So to have something distracting from the numbers is not going to help a marketer when they're quickly scanning over a bunch of media kits. You're probably not the only media kit they are looking at. They're probably looking at 20, 30 others and they just want to scan really quickly and then move on with whatever they have to do that day for their job. So make it simple and get the point across. The first thing that should be on your media kit on the first page is the summary about you and kind of like your headshot. It doesn't have to be your headshot, but definitely a picture of your face or your body or something like that. I would recommend a headshot picture on your first page with your logo or with your brand colors, with your summary about yourself that's super friendly, very personable because they want to know you as a person. Just like your audience knows you on Instagram, these brands should know you like a person because you are personally working with them and personally representing them. And if you are a lifestyle blogger, vlogger, whatever, and you're showing aspects of your life through social media, they want to have that shown through their media kit because they're expecting you to show parts of your life by using their products in your everyday life. So you want to make sure that you are their friend. The summary should not be long at all. It should be max eight sentences. Even eight sentences, I think, is pretty much pushing it. And you can add little facts about yourself throughout your media kit, maybe one line or two lines tops, but you don't have to shove everything into that summary. It should be short and brief with your achievements, with your analytics. On the second page, you should have your top podcast, not podcast, but your top platforms with some of your top ranking episodes, videos, posts. They want to see what you did that really made it succeed. And they want to have a post that you make about their product also succeed. So show your successes, but also show the overall averages. But put the platform that you have the biggest presence on and the most engagement first. And then maybe put the one that has the lowest in the middle and then put the one that has maybe a medium or also another high rate at the end. So that way it's positive, kind of negative, even though it's not negative because you still have a following and then positive again. That way when they read through their, your media kit, they get a good overall feeling. The last page of the media kit should have a lot of your contact information, some of your personal contact information, or your business contact information. Again, if you put it on your website, you may just want to have your business email, but if you are just sending it to the brand directly, you can probably send them your number directly or your personal email and things like that. But I would also make sure to include your business email on the first page of your media kit. So it should have your full name and your usernames and then your 
professional email on the first page of the media kit next to your summary and profile picture. And then at the end, you can put some of your other more detailed contact information. That way it's all there. And also you should put maybe your sizing on the second page as well, along with the first and the top ranking platform that you are on because that makes it very easy for them to read. Again, there's plenty of examples out there. This is just based off of what I've seen the most and what people use the most, some of these major Instagrammers. And I look at the ones that are bringing in a lot of money and they set up their media kits this way. So maybe this method would work for you. If you are not in those niches, maybe you should check out someone else and see how they structure their media kits because it can differ depending on what industry you are in. But for the most part, they all kind of follow the same, the same methods and the same layouts. A rate you should definitely mention is the rates on Instagram between a post, a story, and a video. Those are all very different. So a reel is kind of similar to a story, so I would kind of price those in the same price point. And then for TikTok, I would price it as a post would be on Instagram. And then for pricing a YouTube video or a podcast, typically you would want a 30 second, one minute, or a 90 second video or segment that you can advertise and have different price points depending on what they want done. Minimum, I would have a 30 second ad. Maximum, I would have a two minute ad and then anything else can fall in between. But definitely make those different rates available to these companies on your media kit because it will make it a lot easier for them to find a rate that works for them, especially if they already have planned ad in the back of their minds that they are using for the next quarter before they even look at influencers. And the influencer asks them, well, can I have a one minute advertisement, but they only had a 30 minute advertisement set up for the next for the next quarter, well, that's not going to work for them. So setting up different rates can help you land some of these sponsorships because you are making their lives easier. If you got the theme out of this media kit, it's to make everyone's lives easier being more direct and that way you can send them the contracts and it's very laid out, it's very straightforward and you both have the end goal in mind. So I'm going to get into some of these sponsorship contracts later on. Sometimes the marketing companies have them, sometimes the companies with the products have them directly and then other times influencers need to produce them themselves. So you have to have those ready to go in case some of these companies don't have their own proposals or their own contracts or anything like that. So you just have to have your own invoicing system, your own contract system available in addition to your media kit. Again, these there's plenty of templates online just like there was for the media kit. There's plenty of templates um, when you just Google contracts for influencers. There's plenty of proposal websites. Proposio is one and it just is a it just generates a proposal that you can just fill out and it will be automated and you can send it to any email and you'll get an email back when they open it. So that kind of helps as well. Remember, these are not difficult at all. If you found this overwhelming, please just Google what a media kit is in examples and I'm sure that you will feel better about this. If you do go and look at other media kits, I would suggest looking at it and then coming back to this episode where I kind of laid out the where the layout should be and some of the terminology you should use when contacting these companies. So I hope this helped and you can get more sponsorships by using this method. It's great. It will automate your entire system and 
and you are more likely to land brand deals because you are going to look so much more professional than an email saying, oh, hire me for the sponsorship. Here's my rate of $100 per post. No one wants to see that. So to have a system in place makes you look more professional and the company's more likely to work with you, especially where there are so many influencers and the industry has gotten so incredibly saturated so quickly. If you like this episode, make sure to download my last five podcast episodes where you will get everything you need to know about becoming an influencer, growing your accounts, and debunking myths and rumors and knowing the updates you need to know to really just maximize your growth on social media. Leave a review and don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. See you in the next episode.